0: This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated. 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 Download initiated. Initiate. Your quantum journey of transformation
1: begins in 3, two, one. Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob Actus, best-selling author of The Law of Action, voice actor, business mindset coach, the podcast whisper, and Mr. Action himself. Life Transformation Radio is heard in over 90 countries. Thank you for joining us from all around the world. So whether it's your first time joining us or you've been listening to Life Transformation Radio for some time, I want to personally thank you. Here at Life Transformation Radio, we're committed to share more about Real life, love, the power of positivity, romance, and, of course, laughter. We care about helping others find their internal drive and purpose. We celebrate life's challenges and overcoming them. Please rate and review Life Transformation Radio on your favorite podcast platform. And listen to us live on Mondays and Wednesdays on Blog Talk Radio with a special bonus episode on Thursdays recorded live on Clubhouse. Today's Thursday. Also, a personal invitation from me to you, please join us in the Facebook community, Life Transformation Radio. On the show, my guests are amazing people who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of transformation. My guest today does just that. John J. Wiley is a retired police sergeant, podcaster, radio DJ. After an on-the-job injury and recovering, John launched a podcast in 2017, which is now syndicated on 49 radio stations and continues to grow. Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Today, John and I discuss overcoming the effects of constant trauma to start living a prosperous life and dive deep into John's incredible story of transformation. If you want to overcome the effects of trauma, learn to live with unexpected change in your life and prosper from that, and learn to embrace a career later in life, this is the show for you. John, welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Rob, thanks
0: so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So glad to have you. So once again, another show that was discovered here on Clubhouse, um, had a chance to be on a few stages with you, and I'm just like, what a great freaking guy. And I just had to get you on Life Transformation Radio. You have such an incredible story. And the cool thing about your story is that it doesn't define you. It's just something that happened, and you moved on and prospered. And that's what I'm so excited to learn about today.
0: Well, thank you for putting it that way. I would love to think. I'd love to tell you that really bad things happened, and I bowed out gracefully. I gave up. I surrendered and proceeded on for a new life, but I had claw marks and everything. It took a long time to finally realize I needed to change, and I needed to do things differently to get the life that I wanted, because the life I had was not the one I planned for.
1: Absolutely. So let's just go back to where it all started. So you were a law enforcement officer, and by the way, thank you for your service, and then one day... Things dramatically changed in John's life.
0: Yeah, I was uh, in the Baltimore Police Department, and um, it was a—I uh, was on eleven years and four months. I can't tell you how many days it was, uh, but uh, it was a routine night. I was following a stolen van. It was obviously stolen. Uh, the driver wound up having a bunch of crack cocaine in the vehicle, and long story short. I had him on the ground and was trying to cuff him, but I was trying to put my service weapon back on my holster and we had a fight for my service weapon and he had it turned towards my face and we were squeezing off all the rounds. And the good news is no one was hit. No one was hurt. He was apprehended. Um, and I, I thought I sprained my wrist and it progressively got worse and worse. I had multiple surgeries at Union Memorial Hospital from uh, world renowned hand surgeons at the time. And three surgeries, two steel plates, and I was retired at the ripe old age of 33. And the years of all the trauma, uh, the violence, uh, and all the things we went through really took its toll. So physically, mentally, and emotionally, I was very beat up, and I was only 33 years of age.
1: Wow. So, okay, so you're in a struggle with this guy. He has gotten hold of your service revolver, and he has actually fired the gun six times towards your face and head and missed every time.
0: Yeah, we both had our hands on it. So it was, um, I guess the best way to describe the injury is like an auger injury. We're using auger tool and it bites and all of a sudden it rips your hand. Uh, right. Same reason when you watch like race car drivers, NASCAR, IndyCar, before they crash, into a wall, they're all trained to take their hands off the wheel so they don't break their wrists. Right, Uh, It's a similar injury. There was a a point in this thing where it wasn't supposed to happen like this. It was supposed to be routine. And I remember thinking to myself, this guy's trying to kill me. And I'm going to die. But it's not going to be tonight. And it won't be because of him. Uh, And at that point, I was ready to do whatever it took to survive. Um, And and that's a really ugly place to be at.
1: Well, I have had a 357 Magnum put to my forehead. Um, it was probably one of the scariest. It was probably one of the it was yeah, it's still it still haunts me today, um, because you know how powerful guns are. Um and the fact that you were in that situation, I can only imagine, you know, what what that was like going through it. And I do know, you know, I've had a few near-death experiences and you're like I'm not dying today. I'm not gonna die. And it's amazing um how we get internalized and we're like, no, I'm not, this is a bad situation. This totally sucks. And today's not my day. And that's 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 transformational in in your spirit. Like that's huge. And so I'm thrilled that you're survived that night, and I know it continues. So you had the surgeries, and then you know, you were talking to me offline that this really had an impact, uh, on mentally.
0: It did. And it wasn't just that, it, you know, it was a, a cumulative thing. Um, there were so many people, there were so many murders and shootings and, and stabbings and, and vehicular accidents and fires. And uh, it was just a lot of violence and a lot of people lost their lives. And a lot of people were severely injured and maimed for the rest of their lives. and quite often it was at the hands of so-called loved ones. And the thing that really makes the least amount of sense is, especially when it involves children. but that's the reality of what you deal with. and after a while it took its toll and I got to the point where you know I was not eating, I was losing weight, um, I wasn't showering, I wasn't shaving. I don't like the shape now, so there's nothing really changed. <laughs> but I got my appetite back because I'm a lot heavier and now. I'm dieting to get rid of some of it. But, you know, it, it got to the point where I had to drink myself to sleep every night because I couldn't sleep. And there's a stage right when you're falling asleep where you, you have the nightmares, the dreams you're falling that we all tend to have. Quite often, I'd hear a gunshot right next to my head and feel like a bolt of electricity through my skull. And I'd wake up immediately, jump out of bed. And it was like that for years. And, uh, and I'd love to tell you that there was this, you know, very fairy, fairy tale moment where I was like, I got to get my life together. It, it wasn't that way. My now ex-wife said, you got to find a way to get better or else it's over. Um, and it took a long time and it was over and it was not what I wanted. It was not what she wanted. Right. And it meant spending many years away from my children. Uh, who are now 31 and 32 and we have a great life and a great relationship now and all that stuff is in the past and it never comes up so I'm grateful for that.
1: That's awesome well first of all um, I'm glad that you have had this transformation because what I love about you is that there's a reason you're here And the reason you're here is because you have an incredible story to tell of transformation and you have created a platform for others to tell their story of transformation and overcoming adversity in this world, which you and I both know has such a positive impact on people because they get to live vicariously through some people who had some really unfortunate events happen and they get to see and hear how there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that it can be overcome.
0: Absolutely. Right now, I'm thinking that that someone listening is going to be the next Howard Stern or the next Oprah Winfrey or the next so-and-so who's a superstar. And what we don't know about these people is the hardships they face in their life. None of them got to where they are by having everything handed to them. They went through their fair share of adversity, too, and they had to learn how to adapt and pivot and, and develop their strengths and lessen their weaknesses, which is something we all have to do. Uh, I remember I got to meet Oprah Winfrey when she was a uh, news anchor for WJZ-TV 13 in Baltimore. She was very nice, but that was a big deal at the time to be in a position she was in. Now look where she is now. right? So somebody right now is going to be that next person and the only thing stopping them is this fear thing they have in their head that tells them, I'm not good enough. Why me? Well, I'm here to say, why not you?
1: Absolutely. That's one of the chapters in my book. And you know, one thing you and I both have in common is we are on the stage. So in Clubhouse, I do a room called Breakthrough Fear, Motivational Podcast Mindset. And you and I both share this all the time with people in the room is that, look, you're being selfish. You have to get your message out because even if it touches one person, you've transformed the whole world. Like it's a ripple effect. And I love, you know, having a platform of Life Transformation Radio. It allows me to get incredible people that have stories of transformation out to the masses so people can learn from them and be inspired and motivated and know that Wow, they've overcome that and I only have this or wow, I have way more than that, but look what I can still do in the baby steps. So, let's talk about you then got into radio. So, you had a, a a deep dive, unfortunately, the the law enforcement, you retired there from an injury and then you had your surgeries and then you had, you know, the the whole the mindset and then let's talk about how you started to pull back up. You lost your family. Let's talk about the joy like how how did it happen? How did things start to get better? Well,
0: I look back and I think it doesn't seem like that long ago, but it also seems like a lifetime ago. It almost seems like a different person, uh, but it's me. It's part of my DNA. It's part of my history. So I learned to embrace that this is who I am and where I've come from. Yeah, uh, I moved to Florida in like 1998 and 97 uh, met my now wife here and we've been married I uh, say over 21 years and we have a great life. But I started with a the microphone I have now and uh, the early days of what is now considered podcasting where I'd record a show. I'd save the mp3 file on the computer on the website, put in a little script where you can download it, and I fell in love with it. And then I went to an AM station, a broker station where I'd pay for my time did my own show on Saturday nights, sold our own advertising, did that for about two years, and fell in love with radio. I already had a love for radio as a kid. I grew up in an era we didn't have TVs and phones in our bedrooms. We had a radio. And at night with the AM, you, you're probably too young to remember this, Rob, but at night at AM, we used to try to tune into faraway places from Norfolk, Virginia, and listen to jocks in new york city or philadelphia or apparently Boston, or i'm city. a little older
1: than you think i am because <laughs> i have wanted to be in radio since i was four and that was a long time ago and i had that same radio bug like i've wanted to do this yeah, forever it, it, and once you know once you're a radio person is a radio person and you know that's it's we're a totally different breed let's just put it that way
0: yeah but yeah i developed a, a real love for it and i went to night school at the age of 44 to learn the ins and outs of broadcasting, and I did that, graduated, and I've been working full-time as an FM music jock since, um, and I'm currently in a radio station in the Florida Keys, so I, I do mid-days on uh, a music station, and then I launched a podcast in 2017. I wanted to take what I knew from my experience in policing and the human experience and, and some of the tragedies that people go through, because we interview not just law enforcement officers, but other first responders, military veterans, victims of crime, their family members. And the overwhelming theme is overcoming trauma, the effects of trauma, and building the life they wanted afterwards. Love it. So I got approached by a radio station and said, hey, we love it. Can you convert to radio? We did. And now we're, we self-syndicated for the first 13 stations. Now we've we got a syndication deal, and we're on 49 stations. And it's also a top 1% podcast. So – it's a great story. As people tell their stories, it's giving them a platform to tell what they've been through. And it's not rocket science. It's radio. It's not rocket science. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. Okay, so you have, you got back in, but I want to dive in. I want to know where things changed. How did you start going and your climb back up? Like, I, I know the, the, how you did it. Like, okay, I got this show, but I want to know the mindset. What got you to start putting one foot in front of the other, taking action, and rebuilding your life?
0: I think it came through, and I wish I could tell you there was a defining moment. And I wish I could tell you that there was a lyric from a blues song that reminds (laughs) me of my journey and and some classic rock songs. But the truth is, there came a time where I just got sick and tired of, of where I was at. I remember someone saying to me, that, and I'll be honest with you, it was a psychiatrist. And he said, listen, you're not a special case. The traumas you went through, we can help you deal with that. Everything else you got, we can help you deal with that. And he gave me an example. I was sitting on a couch. He said, stand up. So I stood up because no, 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 that's called doing what you've been doing is trying. Yeah. So Oh, for yeah. the last couple of years, every time an excuse came up, you tried and you gave up. And you said, no, I can't accomplish this because of this. And all those things I had been through became my alibi and my excuse for having a substandard life. And when the reality punched me in the face with that, I had but two choices. One was accept it and move on and build a good, better life or wallow in my misery. That's it.
1: Yeah, it's... It's amazing. So as the narrator of Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning, there's a section in the book that he talks about that. And it's where you need to take responsibility for everything in your life. Like everything in your life. Your life is your life because of all the decisions that you've made in your life. Now, it's not about necessarily, you don't blame yourself. However, when you have the power to say that I am where I am in my life because of all the decisions that I made – and you don't like where you are in your life, guess what? You can make different decisions, and you can then have the life of your dreams. Because it's all you, baby. You are your life. And that's what people need to realize. And and it's really difficult to do that, and you have to take the action. You're not going to transform your life sitting on a couch, binge-watching Netflix. It's just not going to happen. And a lot of people have prospered during this pandemic in massive ways because they're like, I don't have a job. I got to create something new. A lot of people have started podcasts, side gigs, side hustles, um, you know, internet marketing, affiliate marketing, Amazon, um, Etsy shops, all these things. And there's other people that are like, oh man, I lost my job. I'm just sitting here. What was me? Nothing's going on. Because with action comes a result. With inaction comes a result. And you have to know that, Life moves forward whether you're in it or not. So, you know, jump on board and live your life because this is it. This is not a dress rehearsal.
0: No, it's not a dress rehearsal and it, it, the one thing I can I can't replace in my life is time. Right. You know, I can replace money, I can replace uh, items that are that are destroyed or whatever, but I can't I can't get back 10 minutes of my life that's lost because I'm preoccupied and I'm stewing in my head about stuff. What one thing you said that really resonates with me, Rob is, you know, my grandparents who I didn't know, I knew one of them and he died when I was about two, my grandfather, but they both immigrated from Ireland when they were 16. Like within two weeks of turning 16, they left their home to another country with no guarantees, with just the change in their pocket. There was no, there was no parachute to fall back on. There was nothing. I won't go on vacation without knowing where I'm staying. I'm like, The changes I made in my life are so small compared to what they did, Right, it pales in comparison. But there's some inspiration saying, what did they do? What did they go through? If they can do that, I can do this.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to acknowledge you. um, For one, I think you have made a significant impact in some people's lives by saying, oh, I learned this from a psychiatrist. There is nothing wrong with getting assistance in a mental health crisis. A lot of people think, oh, my God, I can't do that. You know, that's one of the things that that I'm working really hard on doing. Um, I have another podcast that I'm helping a friend start. It's called Suicidal Thoughts. And what we're trying to do is to make the conversation of suicide just a normal conversation because it will save lives. And that's really important. We're all adults here, and we should be able to have conversations as adults. And there's nothing wrong with getting mental health support in any way, shape, or form.
0: You're absolutely right. And a great example of that are pro athletes. We look at, i use Tom Brady as an example. Love him or hate him, it doesn't really matter. This guy is, I think, now 43, just won a Super Bowl, and he doesn't do this by himself. He's uniquely talented. He's got talents, but he also has coaches he relies on. He has position coaches. He has strength trainers. He has nutritionists. He has physical therapists. He has sports psychologists. He also has teammates that he can rely on to help him be better at his craft. So if this guy can do that, why can't I reach out to someone and say, hey, I'm having a really hard time, and by the way, my life sucks right now, and I need
1: help to get better. Can you help me? Yeah, And you know, what's really amazing. So, you know, this is not a, I'm not a mental health professional, so I don't know about this stuff, but I will tell you one thing that I've discovered, and I didn't know this is a thing now, but there's, you may want to look, if you're having challenges in your life right now, you may want to look at your health insurance, because they understand that there's a lot of people that are very emotionally upset right now and they have created and it's really cool because it's very inexpensive or free that you can actually call these numbers through your health insurance and you can get mental health services and they're not psychiatrists but they're trained professionals and a lot of people just need to talk and vent and you know your friends really don't want to hear it, so that's one of the ben- one of the nicest things you can do for your friends and your family is to go see a professional and not not use them as the sounding board. Because you know that's the one thing in that we have in control of in our life is our relationships with our family and our friends and our tribe. And there's always that one person that like just woe is me. They have all this negative stuff. And they won't get the help they need, and you want to support them, and they won't do it. I'm not a mental health professional. I can give you really great advice, and I'm also not a psychiatrist. And the one thing that's really powerful to know, there are times, especially with a psychiatrist, that medication can make your life a whole lot better in a very quick way when it's prescribed by a medical professional. And so, you know, we get the flu, we go to the doctor. If your brain is not working right, you've had some severe trauma, there're steps that you can take to get that so that you're not living in that upset all the time.
0: Absolutely right, you're 100% correct. And you know, I had to stop thinking uh my brain as something other than an organ. I I have a lot of willpower in my life uh in a lot of areas. But when it comes to fixing stinking thinking, I can't think my way out of a problem. I have to act my way out. And uh, I needed medication for a while. I haven't been on medication for a very long time. But that's fine. If I had to go back on it again tomorrow to have a good life, I would. And the way I compare it now is let's look at our friends who have diabetes and that are insulin dependent. There's nothing wrong with taking insulin so you can prolong your life and have a good life. It's the same thing with a Lipitor or Prozac or whatever you're on, whether it be a statin or an antidepressant, whatever it takes, so you can have a pleasant life and the life you want, then why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you take advantage of that little tool? It's not gonna do all the work and you won't be a stumbling, bumbling zombie.
1: Right. And you know, what's important to know is that mental illness is created in a couple ways. One, it could be a brain injury. But two, it's a chemical imbalance in your brain. And so what this medicine does is it actually works around that and it balances the chemicals. It's just another organ in your body. And that's the one thing that I'm glad we're having this conversation. I love where it went in that this is a really difficult time for people. And people are losing their freaking minds at the moment and they don't know what to do. And because of the trauma that this whole pandemic has had by watching the news and seeing the suffering and being locked down, I mean, I'm an extrovert. I I think you possibly are too. It has really had an impact on me. I'm glad I live in Arizona because we haven't been as locked down as other states in the country. And I will say, the first couple months, I was losing my freaking shit. I was losing it, like, massively. I was just like... I want to hug people. I want to be in communication with people. I want to feel their energy. Before this, I was on stages. Every, I mean, I look at what it was before March of 2019. God, that's just amazing to say. Was it 2020? 2020, right? That's when it was the pandemic started. March 13th, 2020. That's right, right? Yeah. So March 13th, 2020, I was on all these stages. I was at these big events with you know, all these hundreds, if not thousands of people. And it was amazing. And then all of a sudden, there's no one. And that has an impact. And I'm not the only one. The extroverts are really having a challenging time. I know all the introverts out there are just like, this is great. I don't have to talk to anybody. I can stay in my house. I don't get bothered. But the extroverts, man, um, I know a lot of extroverts and we're all losing our minds. And, you know, the one thing that I do is meditation. But There's a point where a lot of people have experienced a lot of trauma, whether it's been people dying in their life or severe illness or job loss or divorce or what have you, and there's nothing, nothing, nothing wrong than acquiring how to get some help.
0: Right. And the very worst thing I think people can do, uh, I always react to this poorly, is I'll say, just get over it. Just pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Look, if it was that simple, I would have done that when I was thirty-two. Right. Uh, I it took a lot of, lot of falling, and and I'll be honest with you, Rob. It it, it was like an arterial bleed that I was trying to treat with band aids. in the meantime, I'm bleeding all over my family because yeah. I'm so focused on what caused me to be this way that I didn't look at something you said earlier. I'm not responsible for the injuries, physical or mental. I am responsible for treating them. I'm responsible for being a good patient, doing yeah. what the doctor says, doing my physical therapy. And in the case of mental illness or mental injuries, I'm responsible for doing my uh, mental therapy as well. And there's things I do daily. I pray and I meditate every day. Good for I you. try to start my day that way because nice. it works for me.
1: Absolutely. I, you know, I talk about this on probably every single time I crack over Mike, and that's to live in the very present moment. It's the most powerful thing you can do. It's the most powerful thing to live in the very present moment. And just know that when you tell people just to get over it, sometimes they can't. They just can't. And unfortunately, if you can, that's wonderful. And there are some people, because of the injury that's been to their brain and what they've seen or they've been traumatized for, they can't.
0: I have to remember this all the time, and I say it all the time on my podcast and radio show. Quite often, we can be in the supermarket in the checkout line, and the person in front of us, it doesn't matter whether they're young, they're older, they're male, they're female, what their race is. We have no idea what they've been through. That person in front of us could be a guardian angel, an absolute hero that accomplished phenomenal things in our lives, and we don't know, Because, and the reason why as we're so preoccupied with our own stuff, our own self, our own family, how things affect me, what I think, what I think you think of me, all this other nonsense that amounts to nothing gets in the way of meeting people that have the secrets that can help me have
1: a phenomenal life. Absolutely. And the other thing is, is everyone has a story. So, you know, you're driving down the road and someone's driving like a crazy person. They cut you off and they're all aggressive and stuff. You never know why they are the way they are. Someone could have just died in their life. They could have just got word that they're getting a divorce. They could have found out anything. And if you look at life in all of this stuff where it's, it's if you look at life.
0: You take it personally, but it happens. Yeah. Because I.
1: Yeah.
0: If, you if look, I take it personally, I'm like, I feel disrespected. and I got to show
1: them. Yeah. And you know what? Nine times out of 10 they're not paying any attention to you. They're so focused on whatever's going on in their life. And if you just take a moment and just realize that, you know, all the little things, it's funny because people drive very aggressively in Arizona. And I was just driving with my assistant, Brenna, and there's some crazy people driving, and I just don't react to it for a couple reasons. One, everybody has a story. And number two, I want my life in flow. I don't like friction, so I know, That if I go hunt them down or be aggressive because I now want to have my ego based and be right, I'm now involved in their life. And I don't want to be involved in their life. I slow down. I let them do whatever they're going to do. I get away from them because I'm living in my bliss bubble, baby. I want to be happy. And I don't need that because a lot could happen. This is Arizona, a Second Amendment You know, steak. There's a lot of people with a lot of guns in Arizona. You just don't know who you're messing with. So you don't do road rage because there's a possibility you could get shot. And so it's really powerful if you just reframe that. And when people do things, even in in public, like a restaurant or whatever, and they're just not, just bless them and move on. Life is too short and too precious. And you don't need to be right. Just like let them go. You don't want them in your life. You want to do the quickest path to have them get out of your life.
0: My friends have a saying. They tell me this all the time. And it's a big help for me. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Yeah. And sometimes I want both. <laughs> sometimes I do. But when I'm happier, when I choose to be happy and not not get into it with someone, my life gets a whole lot smoother. And I wind up doing things that I want to do. Uh, it's like if I go there with people then I wind up giving up a lot of control of my own life and my own emotions. And they could be fine five minutes later and I'll be stewing over it all night long. So I just don't want to do that. It's a price I am not want to pay.
1: Yeah, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Live in your bliss bubble. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can control and there's a lot of stuff that you can't control. And my focus is on the stuff that I can control. My stuff that I'm responsible for. The rest of the stuff, I can't control it. I do everything within my power to not let it affect me because I want a happy life. I want a happy life. So, well, John, I, I really want to thank you for being here today. I just, I really love you. I think you're just a great guy and I'm glad we crossed paths.
0: It's my pleasure, Rob. And, uh, you have clubhouses introduced to me a lot of people around the world and you're one of the really good ones now I just need to get that prime voiceover gigs like you get <laughs> in the world where yeah. Rob Actis
1: rules you're I want so that funny. job <laughs> alright well you can reach John by going to LETRadioshow.com. That's letradioshow.com. He's on Instagram and all the other places. You can also find him on Clubhouse. Hopefully, he'll be in the room today at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. He always tends to pop in every so often in Breakthrough Fear, Motivational Podcast Mindset. Thanks so much, John, for being here today. I really, really appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Peace, everybody.
1: Hey, when you reach out to John, let him know you listen to this episode of Life Transformation Radio and tell him, hey, hey, thank you so much for your support and taking time out of your busy and precious day to listen to Life Transformation Radio. We so appreciate it. Thank you allowing me the opportunity, along with my very special guest, John, to touch your heart, move your soul, and inspire you to live a life of transformation. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time.
0: This is Life Transformation Radio.
1: Download complete.